Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast is back and the Celtics season is still alive after a game five, or excuse me, game four. I'm getting ahead of myself. 116-99 win in Miami. My name is Brian Robb. I'm joined by a, a very dapper looking Suichi. Try for those watching on YouTube. Thank you. Suichi brought the... Uh, the goods tonight as far as the attire goes and the Celtics brought uh their a game at least in the second half of this one uh came back from a nine point third quarter deficit led by Jason Tatum um who scored 25 of his 34 point 33 points in the second half Suichi we talked 48 hours ago we're talking now what Wow. You 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 yeah. kind of you first of all you 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 saw this coming so you have to you have to take a victory lap on that front. <laughs> well, okay. Have a victory lap. I think we both agree that this is going to a game 6. And then they will still lose. Uh I think Celtics are going to take it after game 3. And obviously I think like I don't know, be probably like 10 people listened to that part of the podcast last time, so <laughs> you will have to go listen back to it. Uh but yeah, I just thought this team now three and zero elimination games this year. They, I, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to go six and zero and get to the NBA Finals by any means, but it seems that inexplicably, every single time you can count them down and out, they always have a response. And that was once again in 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 Game Four tonight. And B Rob, I think the thing that people point at is the three point shooting, right? And rightfully so, the Heat were making just a ridiculous amount of threes this series, and it kind of finally taught them. Uh, Celtics shot 18 for 45, so 40, 40% from three, and the Heat were 8 for 32, nice 25%, nice round numbers. And what I actually thought was kind of interesting, though, was everyone agreed this was Celtics' best defensive game of the series, but, but Joe Mazzula mentioned that even when the threes weren't going down for a stretch, they still defended well. And I thought that that went a long way, right? This Heat only scored 46 points in the second half. And Celtics went on the 18-0 run in the third quarter. I just thought it was like, you know, I, I felt like Jason was a little bit maybe intentional with his words after the game and saying that they were connected. And, and we talked a lot about the Celtics' disconnectedness after game three, and you kind of saw that connectedness this time in game four. So I thought that went a long way. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, they forced 16 turnovers, in this game and that was their highest number since like game one or game two of the Hawks series. And those are the, those are the games where like, wow, the defense is back. Like let's like, this is what the they've kind of been missing all year. And then that type of defense pretty much went away outside of game six and 
some of game mm-hmm. seven against Philly. But now for them, they were pretty consistent throughout this game on that front. There were some, you know, some rough moments for certain players, but by and large, they're the 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 massive breakdowns, like not getting back in transition, like those mistakes were much more few and far between. And that allowed them to stay afloat as their own turnovers piled up in the first half. And then once they got rid of those, and then it was kind of the the tide obviously turned very quickly there in that, what was that, 18-0 third quarter run. Yeah, and, and like you said, it was not a perfect game, especially in that first half. I, I, I thought it was oh, not necessarily over at halftime, but I just thought if they don't clean it up, you know, they had eight turnovers and Jason had half of those at halftime. Um, and they finished with 10. They only had two in the second half, and I thought that was big. And, and you know, in terms of talking about, like, these game variances, like, I have to assume at some point Jalen is going to just get out of his rut here just because – right, and he was he was better in the second half. And and I was actually a little bit impressed. He only had one turnover. I was actually a little impressed, B-Rob. Um, I don't have That's the biggest stat of the game, one turnover for Jalen, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only four assists, but I thought he, he – he, did a little bit more playmaking or a little bit more passing than usual, it felt like, especially just because the shot is off. And, 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 I remember last year, and I think it was in game seven. Um, and, and that was kind of like if the first half of game seven, I want to say Jalen kind of had heard all the criticism basically. And, and, but he basically just became a jump shooter in the second half and he kind of bounced back a little bit. Uh, I believe that was game seven of the East Finals last year. And so, Obviously, his, his three-point shot has abandoned him now. I think he came in to game four shooting 10%. He was one for five today. So, technically, I guess it went up. Uh, but if he can find that shot, obviously, Jalen is a second-team All-NBA guy for a reason. Uh, you know, his defense has been very concerning. I thought, it once again, it got better. But I, I just assume eventually it has to get better if you're off just because this has been just a, just a rough stretch for him in, in, you know, one of the brightest stages of this league. Yeah, it's... I mean, he's still... I think what three of twenty-five for three this series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was definitely encouraging for the Celtics' perspective that he, with even without that three-point shot, turned into like a positive net impact player in the second half because they needed that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think kind of across the board in this game was a lot of important um, efforts in that second half. I thought Derek White really brought it from Jump Street in mm-hmm. this game. Hit, hit his threes early. Got after guys defensively, two steals, two mm-hmm. block shots. I think that was someone who kind of set the tone on that in the floor. And then good old Grant Williams coming back <laughs> from from the mat from uh picking himself up after a brutal game two and um hitting his threes, hitting playing a nice two-man game with Tatum. And he he played 29 mm-hmm. minutes to Ichi, which was more than any other big on the Celtics roster right now. And it's come a long way from that game one DMP. I mentioned this to you, B-Rob, like every time Grant has played in the playoffs, he has mostly been pretty good and pretty consistent. And I think we're, uh, I think we're missing one of the biggest plays of the game. With Jimmy. I thought, I thought that was kind sure. of a cool moment for him to kind of get back after all the game two and everything. And so I actually want to actually ask him a little bit post game in the locker room about just like, because th- after game two, right, I thought he got a lot of, like, you know, unnecessary hate in the sense of, like, poking the bear or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just thought, like, you're a competitor. Like, you should, you know, and doesn't necessarily have to come in the form of trash talk, but, like, you're a competitor. You are trying to, you know, like, compete against this guy in the sense of, like, yeah, of course you're going to talk back if he's talking to you, too. And so I thought that was, like, a cool moment for him. But but in terms of his play, like, 
You know, we saw this last year in the playoffs. Like he was kind of he was a game seven hero against the Bucks last year, and rightfully so, hitting all those three pointers. And and he's impressed me, and he's bounced back, and it's just it's you know this is getting ahead of ourselves. This is not the off season yet, but it's just it is fascinating to see the reception for Grant Williams and how that you know based off the game, based off the minute, based off the play, like his free agency valuation just keeps like you know steadily climbing or steadily you know falling or anything like that. And that's kind of a testament to his kind of his inconsistent season overall but you know when when the Celtics needed him today he he stepped up and and you could you could tell you know team kind of liked that energy they they were kind of following that energy a little bit and I thought I, I thought that was really needed in, in the elimination game once again yeah it it certainly was and Al Horford another bounce back too and I, I think it, it was mm-hmm. you know at, at times it was like and this is where it would give Joe was a little prayer for this, I think, and with how the second half played out, where you're like, oh, why I only played 13 minutes in that first half and then mm-hmm. only played 12 in the second half. And despite him being shooting well and playing one of his better games, and I almost think that it was done with the long view kind of play. I mean, he picked up five fouls, so he, mm-hmm. um, you know, he had to be a little careful about that um, in the fourth quarter, but this is still a long hill to climb for this team. And mm-hmm. and he's they're playing every other day in this series. So it's like, if you have other options that are playing well in this game, like Grant was, and I think Rob played pretty decent too on uh, the second half there once uh, they went on their run there. Like it's, that's, you, you, you're going to need this version of Al Horford probably in three more games if you're on a pull-off history here. And I think there's a better chance of that happening with him playing 25 mm-hmm. minutes tonight as opposed to, to 32 or 34. Yeah, and I thought it, it was kind of, uh, you know, it's a little weird. They were obviously only played eight players. and But it was still kind of a testament to their depth, I thought. Because I remember looking at you and we were like, why isn't Derek playing a little bit more? They're like, you know, um, and, and Joe made the right decision, you know, and, and I'm sure you're going to write about it at com. But, like, Joe had a good had a good game. But it was, like I said, it was a testament to the depth when you don't necessarily have to play out that many minutes. Grant playing well. Derek played well, and he only ended up with 27. Um, Marcus had a really good second half, especially bouncing back um, and everything like that. So it was it was one of those things. I will say the Celtics will need a lot more from Malcolm Brogdon as of right now. I believe he was, what, one for 11 in the games three and four? Um, right. and he, he obviously is a very talented player. He was an NBA six man of the year for a reason. Um, but he only played 16 minutes or 17 minutes, and, and rightfully so. Like The Celtics simply need more from him. He's one of... You know he's he's kind of the bench's leader, right? Um, and it you know maybe the lines are a little bit blurred uh, in the playoffs, especially, but he he's gonna have to make an impact eventually. And, and in some ways, if you want to put a spin zone on it, you have not gotten Malcolm's or Jalen's best games by far. So I guess the hope here is that they bounce back in Game Five. And, and you know I think uh I think a lot has been made beer up about the home aspect and everything. Um, I believe it's what ten and eleven over the last two playoffs, but I think. This is like, you know, obviously a home game comes at a perfect time when you're facing elimination. But, like, this, this is coming at a really good time, I think, for the Celtics. They, they got a little bit of momentum, um, and, and now you get to go home. You get to go to your home crowd and show that, hey, we, we might have embarrassed you guys in game three, but let, let's, let's at least make this series a little interesting. Let's make it 3-2 going back to Miami. So I think, uh, you know, like I said, I think it'll go six. And uh, who knows? I might be wrong, but for now, there will be at least a game five. Yeah, we'll wrap on on that in terms of Game Five. For we haven't talked. <laughs> I mean, Tatum. We just spent a quick second. I mean, like the the second half there was pretty vintage Tatum. Like 
not mm-hmm. a, not third quarter level against the Sixers, but he was doing whatever he wanted <laughs> from and it's just like mm-hmm. when the jump shot is there and then rhythm against mm-hmm. the heat, the heat zone quickly becomes like oops, that like that's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. And I think that became apparent quickly in that third quarter there. And he he I mean he did all in this game. 33, mm-hmm. 11, and 7. The, the the turnovers were ugly early, but they went mm-hmm. away and um and now he's ready to potentially turn the corner. But now if you look at the heat heading into game five here, do they have any adjustments to make? Do they pull the plug on Kevin Love in the starting five, or does that mm-hmm. that come further down the line if um if things get even closer here? Well, I'm Curious to see, obviously, we talked about a little bit, but just Gabe Vincent and his ankle. Like, yep, that, that's that, that changes, yep. I think, a lot. Um, you know, and, and I just don't, I can't imagine that Bam and Jimmy will kind of be, you know, kind of ridiculous to say Jimmy ended up with 29, 9, and 5. But he obviously did not have a vintage Jimmy game with we have seen throughout the playoffs. And Bam, you know, he was whatever, just 10, what, 10 points, five rebounds, foul trouble pretty much the whole game. It was kind of a non factor. Uh, so, yeah, in terms of adjustment, though, I think that. Right, like Kevin Love only played 10, 12 minutes. Like clearly, Spo wanted to go away from that. I just think, I think, I don't know how much, I don't know how you can justify playing Kyle Lowry too much. Honestly, he's um, stunk. Much. He's stunk. Yeah, him. like they wrote him too. You know, much. yeah, and it's just it's just one of those things where you're kind of like looking up and down the roster, and you're like, I think this is right. Like the most impressive part about the Heat's run was that they were doing this with such a thin roster. But when you're kind of facing like these adjustment questions and everything, like that's when. You know, like that's what the smoke kind of has to make his money in the sense of like, yeah, that's like good luck adjusting to that and everything. But, you know, well, personally, I just don't think it matters if the Celtics shoot 40 plus percent and the Heat shoots 25 percent from three. Like, it's just that's just too big of a hill over you know, to climb. And, and we started in games one through four, you know, uh, going each way. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. All, all good things for the Celtics, though, if you're uh, causing the Heat these problems. Um, and I'm sure the Nuggets are very appreciative. Regardless of how of how long this goes, uh, that the Celtics at least still won, and uh, maybe uh, you know, puts a little bit of extra miles on Allen. Not a very young roster for this Heat squad. Good point. I mean, there is uh, a bunch of vets on this group that can get dinged up, and mm-hmm. you still have. I mean, you you didn't waste. I mean, Gabe Vincent and Marion had another two stellar games, but no one else was kind of there with them, and mm-hmm. they're going to look back at this. If they go to go to go to go down to game five and face the pressure game six, like ooh, we had a we really had a chance to bury the Celtics here up nine mm-hmm. in the third quarter and then completely, you know, came not that hinge, like the Celtics came and took that game, but the heat mm-hmm. offense mm-hmm. turnovers, they all piled up in the second half and made this elaborate quickly. But I think you're right. I think we see status quo um for at least one more game there. And mm-hmm. they're gonna have to hope. You know, Duncan Robinson over four, Max Struess one for five, like for the it's Heat to win this series. Man. They like they need there it was it was due to happen, but like the Heat needs one of those guys going offensively for them to finish mm-hmm. off this series, and that that did not happen in game four. And you know, back at home your role players can shoot pretty well. But the Celtics, we'll uh we'll see if they have enough juice. But credit to the Celtics, man, like they could have folded. You know, there were multiple times where they could have just they folded in game three. We can firmly say they folded in game oh, yeah. three. Um, they could have done that in game four very easily, right? And so I, I was very impressed with, with their fight. Clearly, you know, there are there are multiple veterans on this roster who who want that. You know, it, and it's not just oh, I want that ring, but like Al Horford has only so many chances. Malcolm Brown specifically chose 
you over the Raptors, for example, to come to this team to win a ring, you know? Like, you, you, like we've said this over and over again. There are only so many times when you have a championship window, you got to capitalize. And very long, very, very difficult, very uphill climb left. But, hey, at least the Celtics showed a little bit something, and I think fans can appreciate that, right? Like, you know, you see Lakers fans, they at least appreciated the fight against the Nuggets. Like, sure, it sucks losing, but... It sure sucks losing way more like they did in game three and just getting piled on and rightfully so. Well, they'll be in the building at TD Garden on Thursday night. Should be pretty raucous. Should be pretty fun if this others can uh, pull that mm -hmm. one off and make things even more interesting. I think what only three teams all time have even pushed to a game seven from this. Mm -hmm. I, be I believe the Celtics have one of those, I want to say, off the top of my head. They, I don't Maybe. Know they, I think I saw a list. Um, they definitely have games. They definitely have done the game six a couple times, but I'm not sure mm -hmm. about this. Okay, but maybe. Yeah, you would. Either way, that. we're going to find out starting again on Thursday night. In the meantime, make sure you're checking us out at MathLive.com. Make sure you're checking Suichi out on Twitter, S O U I C H I Tirada. And we'll be back with you guys on the pod here after game five to see if we're talking about the offseason <laughs> or the uh, potential. Magical comeback continuing. Stay tuned.